Hey everyone, I'm your host Josh, and you're listening to The Bat Cave, where we talk about movies for everyone. So if you haven't already, make sure to follow me on Spotify so you can stay up to date on new and upcoming episodes. And you can also follow me on Instagram and make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Your support is highly appreciated, so thank you. So in this episode, we'll be covering Goldeneye. So this movie came out in 1995, and it's PG-13. This is one of the most iconic James Bond movies ever made. I love this movie, and I'm going to get into every aspect as to why. So the cast of this movie, of course, it's Pierce Brosnan, the one that plays James Bond. Famke, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, but Famke Jensen. She's actually one of the villains of the movie. Her name is Xenia in the movie. Um, really good actress. She's also been in Taken, if you're not familiar with her. She played the mom. And Isabella Skorupko, I think that's right. Um, she played Natalia, which is the supporting actress side by side with Bond. And then Judy Dench. So she actually plays M, which is James Bond's boss um, from the MI6. And then Sean Bean, he's been in decades of movies. He was recently in Game of Thrones. So if you don't know who Sean Bean is, look him up and you'll probably recognize him. So the director of this movie, it is Martin Campbell. So he actually did Casino Royale, which is another James Bond movie, one of the greats uh, from 2006. And then he also directed The Mask of Zorro, which is a really good movie that I like as well. He also made the sequel to Zorro, but the sequel wasn't very good. It was very cheesy and it was bad. But yeah, he, he made those two movies, Casino Royale and The Mask of Zorro and many others. But those are the main ones that, you know, that I'm familiar with that I can tell you guys about real quick. So the music composer, it was Eric Serra. So I'll get into him and, you know, how he kind of like modernized the iconic James Bond score. So yeah, the synopsis of this movie is, you know, 00 secret agent James Bond investigates a stolen weapon called the GoldenEye, which creates an electronic magnetic pulse or EMP that disrupts the enemy's communication systems. So he finds that a crime syndicate group called Janus is involved in taking the weapon for a future attack and learns that an old friend is part of the group. So James Bond uses the help of his allies to identify who has the weapon and where it's being kept and faces multiple adversaries along his mission. So that's like a rough, in a nutshell, what this movie is about. And the first look and trailer for this film, so I watched the teaser trailer and regular trailer just to see how I feel about it now. And the teaser trailer was actually pretty cool. So they, they showed a lot, you know, for a teaser trailer, though. I mean, the first, I mean, the first, you know, the teaser trailer for every movie should just literally, that's why it's a teaser trailer. You're not supposed to show so much, but this one showed a little too much. And then the first full length trailer was pretty cheesy, to be honest, um, mainly the trailer narrator. So, I mean, that, that's 90s for you. But I mean, this movie trailer basically shows you what this movie has to bring to the table. Secret missions, action, betrayal, funny and smooth one-liners from Bond, romance, and Bond just being a player as you know his usual self, since that's one of the main traits of his character, being a player and just being smooth with the ladies, but also violent and <laughs> he always wins. Um, so that 90s music gives me so much nostalgia um, when watching this trailer and good memories and vibes. 
Uh, so yeah, overall, the teaser trailer was cool. Main trailer, pretty cheesy. If you aren't a fan and you watch this trailer, you'll probably chuckle because it's it's 95. You know what I mean? It's it's different from now, you know, and like the narrator himself, he'll just like, for example, he just like one only one man, like like that kind of stuff. Only one man can save the world from blah, blah, blah. It was pretty it was pretty whack. But um, hey, overall, it was cool. So I want to drop some fun facts. So Pierce Brosnan, which is the main character that plays Bond, he was actually desired from producers to play James Bond long before this movie, GoldenEye. But since he had a show with NBC going on at the time, they cast um, Timothy Dalton. And once they made two Bond films with Timothy, he took too long to give his decision for another Bond film, so they chose Pierce Brosnan when he was available to play the role, so he immediately landed it. He was basically made for this role. That's my opinion. He was perfect. This is weird. So Mel Gibson, Liam Neeson, and Hugh Grant actually got considered by producers to play Bond. I like all these actors, but they definitely wouldn't fit for James Bond. You know, that's a specific type of role. And, I mean, you have to at least meet some, some of the characters' traits. You know what I mean? And I don't understand why producers considered them. They're great actors. I love all those actors, especially Liam Neeson and Mel Gibson. Hugh Grant, he's, he, he's, he's cool. He's cool. But as for Bond, I don't think so. <laughs> it, there's only so many people that can play James Bond. So that's a really tough choice. So Piers Brosnan, a, another fun fact, he's actually scared of heights. So he had to use a stunt double for the final act of the movie since he refused to climb up on the Gregorian Dome in Puerto Rico. I would have never imagined he was scared of heights. You know, him playing James Bond he in the movie, I mean, any character you play as an actor, that's not who you really are. But, I mean, they, they're so talented that they make you believe that, hey, they're similar to the character when, no, they're not. <laughs> but, yeah, he's scared of heights. I had no idea. That's, that's really, that, that surprises me. And then uh, another fun fact, it's uh, about Famke Jansen. So she's the one that plays Xenia in the movie. She had a scene where her and James Bond were foreplaying and fighting in a spa scene. And to look more convincing, she wanted to be slammed into the wall for real and actually broke a rib. <laughs> the walls were supposed to be padded. That was the original plan. She was probably thinking, oh, it's fine. I'll be fine. These walls are extra padded, so you can slam me as hard as you want. She wanted it to be more convincing. She wanted it to be more real. But apparently they were not padded and she broke a rib. I heard breaking a rib. I mean, that takes forever to heal. And my wife actually got hurt, you know, around that area of her rib. She didn't break a rib, but she got hurt a, a while ago. She didn't even break a rib and she was, she, it took time for her to heal. So I can't even imagine how painful that was. And imagine she still had a film with that broken rib. That's rough. But anyway. So in this movie also, an interesting fact is that Bond, he kills the most people in this movie out of all the other Bond films in the entire franchise. I mean, it was probably one of the scenes where he, he's in a tank. So all the, like there was multiple scenes in this movie that there was a lot of destruction, especially the tank scene. So that makes sense. Maybe that was, that was why, but I didn't even realize it. This Bond film, it's a bit dark compared to the Bond films of the past. 
But then again, once, you know, Daniel Craig's Bond films came in 2006, that definitely became the most violent and dark for sure. Daniel Craig, James Bond. I mean, if, if you haven't seen that either, he's like, he's the most violent James Bond. He's like Jason Bourne, but like in, in his own way. He's, he's, he's a beast. So a few highlights of this movie, the opening scene of this movie is definitely the first highlight. It introduces 007 to the audience which the last time the audience saw a Bond movie was when uh, Timothy Dalton played Bond in 89. So the opening scene, it is so nostalgic for me, you know, since I played the, you know, N64 GoldenEye game, which that made up a big part of my childhood. And the scenes and sets in the movie replicate the game's levels and sets almost exactly. So just every time I watch this movie, it brings me back to when I was a kid. And it brings me back to the to the good memories, to the good childhood memories that I could even feel it, you know, as I am now as an adult, I feel it. And I remember all those good times with my family and uh, where we lived in West Covina, California. Some irreplaceable memories. That's why movies mean a lot to me as well. They just, there's so many good memories attached to them. Certain ones, of course. But these James Bond movies really meant a lot because, you know, these, these movies, the James Bond character actually got introduced to me from my Tia Idalia and also my Theo Carlos. Um, they were the ones that got me into the character and probably my dad too. But they started with this and then they got me into it. I would have never been a James Bond fan if it weren't for them. You know, I didn't. I, I was just a little kid. You know, I was just, they influenced me. They, 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 they showed me all this stuff. Um, but that N64 GoldenEye video game was like life at the time. <laughs> it was life. I'll just put it that way. Yeah, that opening, that opening scene in this movie, it showed, you know, dang, I don't want to give too much away, but it basically showed two agents, which is Bond and another agent, infiltrating a Russian compound. And they have a mission and they have different objectives and they go and, you know, you know, complete that mission. And, but that mission, uh, that place, that compound that they go to, it replicates the movie, or I'm sorry, it replicates the video game. Exactly. Exactly. And even all the objectives in the movie, it's the same as the game. So it's like a replica. So it's really good. The game is more in depth, but um as of like the the the, the scenery and, and the sights but yeah they it's like a exact replica of the video game it's insane so that opening scene especially ignites all my good memories when i was a, a little kid so another highlight of this movie it's a car chase between bond and one of the villains which is xenia and this scene it introduces her character so right off the bat, you know that she's psycho, that she's crazy. She's like the crazy one of the movie. And this scene, it's, it's definitely a highlight. It's a really funny and also cool car chase. And she, she's driving a really nice car. I think it's a red Ferrari. It's a really nice car. Also, the other scene that really stands out in this movie is when that GoldenEye weapon is stolen in Russia. So that scene, you know, it involved a lot of suspense, betrayal, and loss. And it actually gave the movie its meaning, like gave the character James Bond his mission, 
as to, you know, look into who stole it, why, and what they're going to do next with that weapon. So there's also a scene where Bond gets to show who he is and why he's a big deal. And it's when the iconic Bond music first drops. And he's like running from the Russians with the supporting character, uh, Natalia. So that scene, I'll get to that later because that's an, an, another, you know, that's another part of my episode. But that scene is definitely a highlight. That's when he like comes out of his shell and he really starts to show what, what he's about. <laughs> and like, it doesn't matter what enemy goes up against him. He doesn't stop. He doesn't give up and he find, he's really smart and he always outsmarts the villains and he does it in a really slick and um, smart way. But then also there's a scene where Bond gets to, you know, also show that other violent side to him, his, his like dark side. And it's when he's um, driving a tank and he like, <laughs> it, it shows how savage he is. Like, he doesn't care how he pursues the villains or, or does his mission as long as it's completed. As long as he accomplishes his mission, he, he uses what he has to pursue the threat. So yeah, in this scene, he's in a tank and he's chasing the Russians and pursuing them in traffic, literally. And it made a lot of damage and mess of things. And it's iconic and memorable. And that James Bond music really shines. And that's when it really kicks in during this scene. And it just makes it more exciting. Yeah, it's, it's one of the best scenes in the whole movie. Just to kind of go over it, you know, roughly. And then the end of the movie is probably the most iconic, just like the opening scene. So a lot of nostalgia at the end since the scenes and set location resonate the N64 game pretty close. That last fight with the final villain is, you know, memorable. It's iconic. It's sad, you know, due to the circumstances and relationship between both Bond and the villain and the end result. But it's a great scene. And, you know, um, when they shot that scene, it was actually a real satellite that they were filming on. It wasn't a set. It was real. So that was pretty cool. So why is this movie good? So this is Pierce Brosnan's first James Bond movie, which was his best, and he delivered 200%. So he portrayed the character perfectly and in his own style and approach, which was unique and different from all the other Bonds in the franchise, which has been going on for decades. So he's funny, smooth with the women, he's tough, he's bold, and he uses his charm and smarts to get the best of the villains in this movie. And, and, you know, that actually goes for the whole franchise, you know, <laughs> like, especially the ones after this one, the ones with Daniel Craig. So the sets and script of this film is very well done. And especially being a mid nineties movie, um, the scenes resonate the iconic video game, like I said, and this movie is, it's filled with a lot of nostalgia for me and really good childhood memories. And it never gets old. It's, it's a big part of my upbringing because I mean, that was my entertainment for years when I was a kid, and it, it carried over to now. I don't play that game anymore because it's really old, and it does, it's not compatible with the technology we have nowadays, but I still watch the movie from time to time. It's, yeah, it never gets old. So some plot twists, uh, major plot twists that I won't 
get too much into so you can see for yourself and uh you know also the characters that reveal themselves going from friends to enemies and, and just great character development that surprises the viewer and let's see and then uh, costume design costume design was standard looked convincing done right all the costumes and wardrobes looked just like they did in that you know n64 video game so it was spot on again just like all the levels and the you know all the scenery that you know was in the movie identical to the video game same with the costumes everything so it was really well done um the music score so eric sarah did a great job for the bond music for this movie which is one of the you know most iconic aspects of james bond movies although the original classic you know theme was created by monty norman Eric Serra created his version while keeping some of the original elements of the original music score. So although it was basically the same music score, like the same fundamental elements, Eric Serra made this his own iconic you know, music score, although he kind of shadowed the original. And when it comes to box office, so the gross income for this movie, they made $350 million. And the production cost, they cost, it cost them $60 million. So they definitely made their profit, for sure. And let's see, um, critic reviews. So Rotten Tomatoes, this is more like it. I mean, although they're you know, really hard to please, they give it a 79%. So that's decent. I still don't agree with that rating, but it, it's, it's decent for Rotten Tomatoes. And then Metacritic, they gave it a 65%. Uh, that's pretty low. And then IMDb gave it a 7.2 out of 10. They're probably not fans like I am. So that's based, that explains that. And then the fan reviews, they gave it a 4.4 out of 5. So that's, that's not bad. So my expectations of this movie, um, I didn't really have many expectations. When I watched it, it easily became my new favorite. And especially since I was very familiar with the game. So I was already a huge fan. And my whole family loves this character and this movie, you know, along with all the other Bond films that came after this one. So they put me on these movies, thankfully, at a young age. And some unexpected outcomes. Yeah, some, some character betrayals that I didn't expect at all, which goes for the majority of everyone who watches this movie. Besides that, not many unexpected outcomes. I don't like to get too deep into those details, so I don't, I don't spoil anything. I hate giving too much information out. So I'm just going to leave it at that. And is this movie rewatchable? So I can watch this movie again and again and basically for the rest of my life and I won't get tired of it. It's a great movie. Is this movie for kids? Yes, it is. There are some scenes that are a bit much like violence wise and the scene where it's like real sensual with Xenia. And it actually made me uncomfortable to watch it when like my parents were present and even with my brother and sister. But besides that, it's, it's okay for kids. I mean, I saw it when I was very small, so they'll be okay. <laughs> and then uh, the movie's message. What I took from this movie is that, you know, when someone as close as your brother or your best friend asks you to go down a path that is a road to destruction or takes you down a path that leads to evil and bad things, stick to the right path and stay righteous. I mean, Bond always stayed righteous and never let anyone or anything corrupt him. 
So he always kept his loyalty to his country and MI6. So that's why I love this character. And that's the message that I got from this movie. Don't let your righteousness get corrupt. Even if it's someone that is close as your brother or someone that you love dearly, reaching out their hand and leading you down a path that is not good. So this character always kept his righteousness and his duty to what was right. So that's, that's really good. Although the character is like, <laughs> he could be savage. He's a playboy, but he is loyal. And that loyalty never gets broken. So is this movie relatable to me or my life? I mean, I always wanted to be James Bond since I was a kid. So I would like, <laughs> I, I would go around my house pretending my water guns were like a silenced PP7 pistol, turning the corners in my house, pretending I was on my own secret missions. And I would have it all played out in my head and I would act it out and everything. And then when someone like my mom and my, or my dad would come across me while I was in my own little world, <laughs> I would just stop and act natural and like pretend I wasn't doing anything. I also used to pose like Bond, like holding the gun up to my side, posing for pictures. <laughs> and my mom still has the pictures of me posing like Bond with my water gun. And specifically that picture, I was actually posing with my uncle Carlos and he was doing the same thing. Th those memories cannot be replaced. I mean, I will always remember that. That's one of the best times of my life, hands down. My whole family loved James Bond and his movies. So they're the ones that got me into James Bond, like I said. And instead of sports, I was more into movies. Like, I like some sports, but I love movies over everything, and especially the Bond films. So did I cry any time during the film? I like to cover this because, hey, people always like to front and they're just like, oh, I didn't cry. It was a good movie, though. Like, no. Like, movies bring out a lot of emotion, a lot of like good triggers or bad. <laughs> I always like to cover this topic because people always front and say, oh, I didn't cry, or they don't like to admit that. I don't blame them. But me, I'm not ashamed of that. I cry like a man. I'm, I openly cry. If I'm excited, if I'm angry, if I'm sad, if I'm. I don't know, whatever, however a movie scene touches me emotionally. Hey, I'm open with my feelings. <laughs> so anyway, I did not cry. I was just super excited with all the cool action scenes. There was no scenes that made me emotional in this movie. So the goosebump experience. I definitely experienced the goosebump experience when the iconic Bond music came in out of nowhere during the scene where Bond was running with uh, Natalia away from the Russians. And it started to show how dope Bond was and how he would always find a way to rather get away from the bad guy or just win. Um, it was a, they were in like a library and they were running away on the second floor. And then Bond and uh, Natalia, they turned a corner right when they turned the corner because the Russians were looking for them. They're like, you know, the library was dead silent and the Russians were on the first floor. And they had their own freaking army and they were looking for Bond. All of a sudden, James Bond and Natalia, they turn the corner and they just start booking it. They start running really hard towards these windows to escape. Right when they turn that corner, the, that Bond theme kicks in. The iconic trumpets. 
You got to see it. It's dope. I had the goosebump experience in that film for sure. And then uh, my overall review. So from start to finish, I loved this movie. It was original, was entertaining all the way through. The actors fit perfectly in this film and blended very well all together. This is Pierce Brosnan's best Bond film out of the four that he's done. This movie is an iconic, legendary spy action movie that delivers in multiple areas, including secret missions, infiltrating enemy compounds. The technology shown in this movie was cool and sleek, especially being in 95. Subtle comedy, but the movie balances everything well and can be taken seriously for the most part. And this movie will always be one of the greatest movies I've seen, not just because I'm a fan and it's a big part of me, but it's genuinely great. And then one sentence to think of on the spot that sums up this movie for me. The ultimate secret agent spy action film of the year 1995. Overall rating, 9.9 out of 10. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any requests on what you'd like me to cover next, go ahead and submit them on my Instagram at the underscore Batcave underscore podcast or my YouTube channel. Thanks for listening and I'll see you guys next time on the Batcave.